Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, get your helmets on. Okay, let's go, let's go. It's time to hear from some of the best high school football coaches in the area. It's the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores. I feel that chill, smell that fresh cup. Let's turn it over to Muskego Athletic Director Ryan McMillan. And the fans' high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. Oh, welcome to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on 1250 AM. The fan. I'm Mike McGivern, my co host, Ryan McMillan, athletic director at Muskego. Ryan, how are you doing today? Hey, very good, Mike. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Uh, tough loss for your boys last night. Yeah, we uh, we did not execute to the level uh, that we're accustomed to, and uh, we were facing a very good football team. And uh, you know, there was a turnover in the game, and we lost a turnover battle, and we we um, left some out there. You know, the one thing that's interesting, though, Mike, with perspective, and it just kind of shows you how how far this program has come, and specifically the last half decade, and, and really in Coach Krause's time overall, is everyone's really, really down. And I can tell you, being in other places of the state and being in the playoffs, you know, losing never feels good, but you're talking about a team that, that uh, went 10-2 and two and feels like they left let everybody down and how many other places and kids and people out there would kill to be 10 and two. And, um, it's just interesting perspective when you, when you press the bar so high and, um, you know, you got to remind these kids that they did a great thing and they, they played their hearts out and, and we got beat by a good opponent and, uh, somebody that we respect a lot in McGuanago and we know they respect us. And again, another good community event to play build, and there's nothing to be, uh, 
ashamed of, you know? Absolutely not. And, you know, I, I set the show today with the, with the idea of having the head football coach on McGuanago, uh to join us right now to, to talk about this game. And I knew we would start with it. There's a lot of games we're going to talk to throughout the two hours. Uh, but Mike Ganevac, the head football coach at McGuanago, hey, coach, that was a really good win for you, your program, and your community. Yeah, it was. I'm I'm so proud of our kids. They they just left it all out on the field. I'm really really proud of our coaching staff as well. I, you know, I think our, our our staff put kids in in positions to to be successful and make plays. So uh, it, it's, it's a great win for for the community, for for the school, for our seniors. Um, and like Ryan said, we just have so much respect for one another. Uh, and it, it was just a hard nosed football game. Hey, Coach, let's talk a little bit about uh, about the game last night. Muskego scores first and uh, down 7 nothing, and you guys go out and score the next three, and you're up uh, 21-7 at halftime, and then they come out and score to make it 21-14, and you had to know in the locker room at halftime that they were, they were not going to lay down. They were going to come back and, and start uh, start fighting because that's the way Muskego rolls, and they got it to, to 21-14, and then you shut them out the, the rest of the game. Scored 14 yeah. and beat them 35-14. So I, it's just interesting to me that I'm sure your conversation at halftime was, boys, don't feel too good. There's a second half, and you know they're going to come out fighting, and Muskego did, and you guys answered the call. Well, it, you know, credit to, to Muskego uh, coming out of half because uh, we actually received the opening kickoff of the second half, and – uh, we've been really, really good when we get the ball in the second half uh, of marching down the field and punching it in. We've been really, really good in the third quarter, and, and they made some really nice adjustments at halftime. But that's what they do. Uh, you know, Coach Lucchese and, and Coach Krause are, are are very good, and they, they made some adjustments, and they actually forced us to punt. And, uh, yeah, they pulled within within seven on us, and, and, and that's when we knew, too, hey, you know, let's 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 bear down, let's, Let's see if we can get the ball back in the end zone. And came away with a huge, huge fumble recovery that 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 set up a score, and we were able to go up, go up, you know, a couple scores uh, late in the game, and that was kind of the kind of the end there. Hey, what uh, what was the locker room like after the game for for you guys? Because I, you know, you want to celebrate it, right? It's not only do you, do you now get basically four teams left in the state in Division One, and you got a really big game coming up at Oconomowoc against Sun Prairie, and you want these kids to celebrate, but you know, okay, look, this this isn't a state championship. We still got football to play. And and as as a coaching staff, do you guys let them celebrate a little bit and then reel them in, or how do you do that? Yeah, it's we have a great time. Uh, it, it, we kind of give the kids about 20 minutes uh, to a half an hour out on the field with with friends and family to, to, to talk to them, and then uh, it's we all meet back in the locker room after after wins, and uh, we have a dance party. That's so, awesome. Uh, we crank the music, have a, a whole lot of fun. Coaches are dancing, players are dancing, um, having a great time. And then you know after that's done, we we say okay. Now you know when we come back on Sunday, um, it's 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 nose to the grindstone, and and let's let's go win or prepare to win the next football game. So any uh... Uh, yeah, we give them we give them the the, the night and. Celebrate because they put so much work in. Right. And coaches put so much work in. You, you, you got to have fun. Any video from any of those dance parties? 
there are no uh, recording devices allowed in locker rooms, according to the WIA. So there is no video available. Sorry, Mike. So if you go on, uh, listen, I'm just going to tweet the video that I have of uh, – uh, no, I don't have any. I, I, you know what? If I did, I wouldn't share it, but I would laugh. I'll tell you that. I'm not. I'm not sure you've got much rhythm. I'd love to see that. To be honest with you. Oh, you have no idea, Mike. I don't. I do not. Hey, Coach. Um, look, Sun Prairie has had a heck of a year, and th- this is a team that's got a lot of history, a lot of moxie. I've, I've watched a couple of their games, and. Uh, it's a team that'll come out and 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 they'll play smash mouth with you. They've they've got those kind of horses. Have you had a chance to watch much uh, film on Sun Prairie? Just started this morning. Yeah, Coach Kaminsky and I we basically exchanged our entire libraries. Uh, and yeah, we got a whole lot of work to do. You know, over the 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 course of the next twenty four hours, we uh, so me and my staff we're going to be really busy working. Uh, they're extremely talented. Um, no coach Kaminsky well they're they're well coached and you know we're gonna we're gonna have a a formidable formidable challenge here coming up on Friday hey Ryan when when you talked about having so much respect for McGuanago and and that program and and that community um it, it look I, I I know that uh we've had coach Kaminsky on from Sun Prairie a number of times but boy it's it uh it would be nice for for you to have couple of teams from your conference, you know, continue and, and get up to Camp Randall because Kettle Moraine's still playing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the Classic 8 will show well on the next level, I guarantee you that. It's not like um, uh, they won't be in the mix in determining who punches their ticket to Madison, and, and you can't guarantee it, but I, I, I know the two Classic 8 schools still going, and McGuanago and Kettle Moraine will play their tails off and will play physical football. And if you're gonna if you're gonna win the game, you're gonna have to beat them because they're not gonna beat themselves. And and that's uh, that's a credit to our conference and the credit to the coaches and the competition all year long and uh, and credit to their programs to being on the top this late in the season. You bet. Hey, Coach Kanevak, any um, any surprise on the Kimberly Appleton North uh, game? Did that surprise you at all? No, it didn't. Um, it. Appleton North is really, really talented. Uh, still, obviously, have a lot of connections up in the valley from my time in, in, in Fond du Lac. Uh, they're really good, and you, you know, going back, it's really, really hard to beat a team twice in in a season. And Coach Jones is as good as there is at, at Kimberly, but it is really, really hard. And I'm sure those boys were, were he had them ready to play, but uh, I, I, I saw the Appleton North uh, Franklin game. Uh, and you know Appleton North probably should have beat Franklin week one, uh, so they're they're really talented, and that's going to be a heck of a football game, heck of a rematch coming up on Friday. Yeah, it is, and and the uh, if you're looking at at the Division One brackets, Appleton North um, will play Franklin, and Sun Prairie will play McGuanago. And uh, you talk about how hard it is to beat a team twice in a year. You know, Franklin uh, Oak Creek gave Franklin everything they could handle a week prior, and I thought. Well, I'll tell you, they're going to have a hard time with Bayport, and they 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 beat them thirty five seven, and they beat them handily. I watched some of that game, and and it was like, man, looked like a whole different team. But again, they had played Frank or Oak Creek earlier in the year. They they have so much history between the two, and they beat them ten seven. It was just a dogfight, and then they play a, a team an an opponent that they hadn't played, you know, before, and they they beat Bayport really handily last night and and Franklin looks like they're Franklin again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're Franklin Franklin is very very talented. Uh like Appleton North, I 
it'll be interesting to see who who comes out of that one. Hey, Coach, last question before we cut you loose. Do you guys do you guys change up now uh, practice times or how much time you're on the field and 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 how much do you do you adjust from where you were even two weeks ago? We cut back a little bit on just the the amount of time we're out there. Try to keep the the guys' legs fresh. Um, we don't switch up the time. Uh, we we keep that real consistent. Uh, so we're still going after school every single day, but uh, we'll we'll cut back on the amount of time we're on the field just because we we don't need quite as much time at this point for for you know our technique and in individual periods there. So uh, a little bit more team, a little bit less indie technique, uh, and yeah, try to get them home and try to get them off their feet a little bit sooner. Hey, I'm sorry. Now I lied. I got one more question. I I was not at your game last night. The atmosphere had to be incredible. It was awesome. Yeah, it was great. Uh, there's a sea of blue down in the in the north end zone, and then you look across the field, and there's just a just the the the, rant, the fans were were decked out in red from Muskego. It was it was a pretty cool environment, near capacity crowd. Man, uh, great thing. You know, the, high school football is awesome. It is, and and you know the game that's coming up Saturday. Uh, not too bad of a ride for you guys to head to Oconomowoc. No, yeah, it's uh, they definitely got the the, the longer travel than. Than us, and it's a place that we played at this year. Uh, we played Oconomowoc over there in, in week seven, so you know it's being a conference conference location. I think helps us out a little bit. Hey, coach, really appreciate a couple of minutes of your time. Hope to be talking to you next Saturday. That would be awesome, Mike. You thanks bet. Thanks for having me on, and, and thanks for all you guys do for high school kids and high school sport. You got it, Mike Navak. He is the head football coach at McGuanago. Hey, Ryan, um, Sun Prairie Sun Prairie's going to have their hands full with these guys. Yeah, you know, uh, Coach Ganeva kept saying how talented uh, Sun Prairie, Appleton North, and uh, Franklin are, but uh, don't don't let them fool you. Uh, McGuanago's pretty talented too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? No doubt they are. And for them, you know, look to, for them to go through the gauntlet of what that conference that you guys are in, you know, and then to be able to they they beat some pretty quality opponents. They beat Arrowhead, right? And then they beat Muskego. Yep. And uh, look, if I'm Sun Prairie, I, they, I've, t- I've now taken notice, right? I've taken notice of McGuanago, and I'm, if I know Kaminsky, he's watching film right now, trying to figure out what they're going to do to to be able to play with a team as 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 good as McGuanago is. Yeah, the, you know, both staffs are working, and when you get this late in the season, the the adrenaline, the excitement, the um, anticipation carries you through, and really. Yeah, they're going to put in a lot of hours and they're going to work, but it doesn't feel like work because you're in the mix. You're making a playoff run. The juice is there. The people come out behind you. That you can feel the community. Um, so it makes it easy to to grind the grind, if you will, at this time of year. Um, and they're uh, they're both two good staffs, two veteran coaches um, that have been in deep playoff runs before. I know Sun Prairie under uh, Coach Kaminsky has made it to Camp Randall, I believe, once before. Uh, so, so these two coaching staffs, they, they're well accustomed to what they have to do and how they have to do it and, and stay within themselves and be who they are and uh, may the best man win. Hey, uh, for the rest of the show, we're going to be talking to a number of coaches. Uh, some of the guys that we have not uh, um, reached out to, and, and it's just purely because of time, but I want to congratulate certainly Kettle Moraine, who we've already talked to, uh, Franklin, who we've already talked about, uh, Lewis Brown and his staff. Uh, certainly, uh, 
We will congratulate Pewaukee because we're going to have Justin Frisky on at, at 1030. Uh, Catholic Memorial still playing in uh, in Division 5, are they? Hold on. No, Division 4. I'm sorry. I should uh, I should have this up. They're going to play the winner of Columbus and uh, Kewaskum. That whole Edgewood thing, maybe we'll get to a little bit later in the show. But for those coaches in this area, uh, congratulations. Well done. And a uh, number of you guys will, we certainly will be talking to next week. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Drake Zortman, uh, head coach at Homestead, will join us. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local Pick and Save stores on 1250 AM. The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. My co-host is Ryan McMillan. He's the athletic director at Muskego. Our next guest, head football coach at Homestead. They got a good win last night against Tosa West. They're getting ready uh, now. They're going to play at Arrowhead against Kettle Moraine. Drake Zortman. Drake, good win last night. Thanks, Mike. Good morning. Appreciate it. Kids played well last night. I'm happy for the guys. Yeah, boy, I'll tell you what. You know, Wauwatosa West had put up some points and had been rolling a little bit, and uh, you guys held them to six. Let's talk a little bit about that defense. My goodness. Yeah. Uh, good morning, Coach Mack. Um, wanted to say hello, Ryan. Good morning, sir. Good to hear from you. You too. You too. Um, RD really came to play that, that offense. It's like you hold your breath every time they snap the ball because you never know who's got the ball, and they're about to hit a dinger. They hit so many big plays. We were lucky enough to just to hold them to, to one big gain. Our, Matt Wolf, our defensive coordinator, had the guys ready to go and for the most part did a really good job bottling that, that group up. That Tosa West offense is really good. Drake, I had a chance to see you play um, against Whitefish Bay, and, and you know that game, Whitefish Bay got the ball and, and scored and did not score again on, on that defense. So, you know, we can, we can certainly talk. I, I fell in love with your quarterback. I thought, man, this kid is good. And, and your offensive line, I thought, played really well in some of those running backs. Defensively, though, that game, it just jumped out at me because they, you know, you guys held them scoreless after the first time they touched the ball. And I, do you guys, if somebody talks to you about your team, do you start with, with the defense at this point? I, I, yes. I think we should start with our defense. They've, they've played well all year. Um, we, we've done nothing but play great teams all year, week in and week out. North Shore Conference is phenomenal. Our non-conference games, our playoff games, the, the game we, you know, we filled in with Union Grove one Jeez. week. <laughs> It's week in and week out. you got to come ready to play, and our defense has stepped up every week. Every week, Coach Wolf has those guys ready to go, and I just I couldn't be more proud of the, the kids and, and happy for them. How, how sore is uh, is Joe, uh, Joseph Bowman today, you think? You know, the 29 carries, 217, three touchdowns. The kid had a game, man. I'll tell you what, he, he had a fantastic game last night. Starts up front. Guys, the five guys in front of him did the job, um, but Joe made some ones or twos in the eights or nines last night. I didn't realize it. I actually, had, we were just talking here at school, and um, you know, Joe and I kind of looked at each other and I was like, "Well, twenty nine carries is probably the most you've had here yet." And but it's that time of year, so 
here we go. <laughs> yeah, there, there's no doubt. And looking at his overall stats for the year, you know, he's been he's kind of been the bell cow, and and uh, man, he's he certainly has uh, has carried the ball a lot and and scored a lot. And when you average about seven yards a, a carry and a, a buck thirty for the for the game, you you know that people are keying on him. But at this point, he's been uh, he's been tough enough. And like you said, if he's if he's going a two three yard gain for everybody else, and he's getting five or six, that makes your job as the offensive guy a little bit easier, right? Yeah, well, I, every everybody, I mean, everybody knows what we like to do, and we're going to turn around and hand the ball to number eight, and you can pr- pretty much guess it's going to be one of a couple plays, but our guys up front do a good job blocking it up, and Joe finds a way to make some yards. He just has an incredible knack. He's got a good combination of speed and size, and um, he's seeing things a little bit better every week that goes by, so we're just... Happy to have him, of course, and just turn around and keep handing him the ball. Yeah, if it's working, don't don't change it now, I guess. Hey, Ryan, you know, we talk about your conference a lot, but this North Shore conference, like uh, Drake talked about, Whitefish Bay was really good, and, and they did get beat last night. But when you're looking at the, the – Hartford is still playing. Um, Slinger did did better, I think, than we thought. And they, in fact, they, they, they beat Homestead earlier in the year – and you never know. Sometimes Slayer is is as good as they get, and so there are teams in that conference. Cedarburg had a really good year. Nicolay played, man. Nicolay played really well, and so that conference is is a conference that I think we talk a lot about when it comes to football. Um, maybe we need to talk just a little bit more about it. Yeah, there's no doubt, Mike. I think this year in particular, uh, as people say, the the North Shore Conference is up, if you will, and they're. Uh, they got two teams in the semifinals. They had three teams in the uh, Elite Eight, if you will, across divisions. And they've had a bunch of other teams uh, shock some people and pull upset wins and, and a lot of competitive football being played across the board up there. And that conference is kind of coming into its own since it was uh, redrawn a few years back. And uh, they're starting to get to know one another, and, and they're doing really good things. Hey, Drake, I was out at the, the Hartford uh uh, they were our UW Credit Union Team of the Week, um, and I went out there, and, and I didn't realize, but they, they have, like, completely changed their offense, like, after week two or week three of the season, and they I, I just started laughing. I said, you guys aren't throwing the ball anymore? And they said, no, not much, man. We we kind of changed it, and they've had a lot of success with that. Yeah, Hartford's done a great job. Um, they, they, I'll tell you, their guy, 23, Pepin, Thirty some carries last night. Two weeks in a row, he's over thirty carries, and they just—they're—they're going to come right after you in a tight formation and run the ball all night long. Um, They—they're physical. They got nice offensive linemen. Um, They're doing a good job. Be interesting to see how their how their game with Wanaki turns out this week. Yeah, you 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 wouldn't mind playing Hartford one more time this year, right? Uh, we're just we're just happy to be playing Kettle Moraine this Friday. Yeah, we'll worry about that first. I'll tell you what, Kettle Moraine is a team that Ryan, when the when the uh, brackets came out, and I think the last segment of that that for that show when they came out, and I said, any surprises? Do you see any surprises coming? And he said, I would I would take a look at Kettle Moraine because I think they're going to go deep into the playoffs, and and he was right. I didn't. Uh, I didn't think they were going to beat Union Grove, but they beat Union Grove as the sixth seed, Ryan, and now uh, they're they're getting ready to play Homestead. 
Yeah, they're doing uh again, they got some some good kids, physical kids, physical brand of football. They got a nice quarterback that uh helps control the tempo on offense and uh they're playing opportunistic uh football right now and they're believing and, and they've won a couple of tight ones, you know, and you, you get a few of those under your belt and uh, makes practice a little bit easier that next week, as you always say, Mike, and uh, they'll be believing walking into Arrowhead uh, to face a tough homestead team. Hey, uh, Drake, did you know coming into this year, did you have a pretty good feel like you guys had a chance to be a really good uh, really good team? You know, I, I really liked the opportunity that we had to finally prepare and work out together and meet and, and have normal August practices you know, versus the prior year. I'm just very, very blessed to be able to prepare the way we like to prepare. Um, I didn't really know until, you know, we went to scrimmage at Muskego with Muskego and Catholic Memorial, and, you know, you kind of get that pit in your stomach, like, are we going to hold up, you know, and, and we did. That that was that helped. Um, our guys just battle. This, this crew is just resilient, man, and we played Germantown. We played Arrowhead, you know, and, these guys, they just scratch and claw, and, and, and this is one of those teams that are, they're gritty. So, Well, that and that to, to go ahead and, and play Union Grove in short notice and to, to play them, and, and Union Grove is good, and they're tough, man, and to beat them 25-6 I think turns some, some heads a little bit. Drake, and all of a sudden it's like then you beat Hartford, and then, you know, Nicolay you had to play twice. Brookfield Central you beat up pretty good, and now Wauwatosa West, same thing. So, Certainly, the Highlanders right now are flying uh, really well, and and uh, they got a tough matchup with with Kettle Moraine coming up for sure. Yeah, we sure do. We're going to take a look and try to prepare like we do every week, and and, and see how it goes. Like, like like Ryan said, you know, the classic eight's the real deal out there, and Kettle Moraine plays good teams week in and week out, and quarterback's phenomenal. We're, we'll try to see what we can do. Hey, Drake, I had asked uh, Coach Kanevok from Guanago, you know, how much do you let these kids kind of enjoy a win like you guys had last night? And he said, hey, I, I loved his answer. So we let him stay in the field for 30 minutes. We go into the locker room, close the door, have a little dance party and say, okay, that's it. Let's uh, let's meet up on Sunday. We'll get after it again. I'm wondering what you guys do out at Homestead after a game like that. Well, I, everybody's a little bit different. We, You know, our guys... 12 or 24 hours and put it to bed and we'll get back to work Sunday and Monday. And here we go. You know, I was hoping to hear you at a dance party as well. Cause I'd like to see a little video from that. Uh, <laughs> you know, coach Mack might've seen me dance once. I don't know, but that's about it. Can cut I don't rug, dance very often. Say that again, McMillan. I said, coach Z can cut a rug, Mike. He can. <laughs> Well, I look. Hey, you know what? Next time we have them on, we'll, our bumper music will be like play that funky music, White Boy, or something. We'll there we'll, it is. We'll, we'll get him going. Hey, Drake, uh, thanks a lot for coming on. Good luck next week against Kettle Moraine. Appreciate that, Mike. Thank thank you very much for everything. And and Ryan, always a pleasure, my friend. You bet. Good luck, Coach. Thank you. We get to a break. Other side of the break, our UW Credit Union Team of the Week. Head coach will join us. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan.
Oh, welcome, welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local Pick and Save stores on 1250 AM. The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. Ryan, Ryan McMillan is my co-host. Hey, Ryan. You know, I like uh, I like the Pewaukee Pirates story, Matt, because they've uh, they they've made they've stood up and made guys like you and I take notice for sure, right? There's no doubt about it. What they're doing is uh, grabbing a lot of attention, and uh, they refuse to lose, and they keep marching forward. Well, and you know what? I love naming uh, our UW Credit Union Team of the Week. What team stood out from the rest? What team took their game to another level on the field, court, or in their community? Because these are my streets. Let's find out who is this week's UW Credit Union Team of the Week. UW Credit Union, for secure mobile banking that's easy to use. Join UW Credit Union. Our UW Credit Union Team of the Week getting ready to uh, play at Muskego this coming Friday at 7 o'clock against Monroe. The Pewaukee Pirates head football coach Justin Frisky. Justin, 14-0 against Whitefish Bay, shutting out Bay at home. That uh, that warrants our UW Credit Union Team of the Week. Congratulations. Thanks, Mike. It's a great honor. We really appreciate it. Um, our kids are playing great right now, and we're just happy to have another week in front of us. Hey, Coach, looking at the stats defensively, not only shut them out, but turned them over a number of times. Was that the story of the game, you think? Certainly a big part of it. Um, they're really good on the ground. They're a run-first team, and they have a great offensive lineman and some really good backs. And so forcing them to pass and getting them into passing situations was one of the goals that we had. And we felt pretty good about our ability to defend the pass if we had to put them in that situation. And we had guys come up big. Uh, Logan Schill had two picks, and then Nate Trader kind of sealed the game for us at the end of the fourth quarter with a really good pick in the end zone. And, uh, kind of killed any opportunity they would have had to, to have a comeback. And, uh, you know, none of that happens without good pass rush and incredible play from our linebackers as well. So we're uh, we're certainly playing complete team defense right now, and I, I couldn't be proud of our guys. Hey, Ryan, you know, we've talked about turnovers, especially at the high school level, and what a difference turnovers can make at the high school level. And, and for Pewaukee to, to get three of them last night, um, three interceptions last night. I, I think that when I looked at the stats, that certainly is going to jump off the page to you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, turnovers are huge, Mike. And what a lot of uh, of the regular fans out there don't always understand is that possession battle. And you only get so many opportunities with the football. And if you can create extra opportunities and then score on those opportunities, it really puts a, a pressure on the other team to really be perfect in each possession they get, and that can uh, lead to moral turnover sometimes. And um, Especially when you, you receive at the start of a half and then you're down two scores because you had a turnover and then you got to kick off again to start the second half, uh, it can really put you at a disadvantage. And, and this time of year, turnovers are huge, and that's typically what decides a lot of these playoff games. And good thing for the Pewaukee Pirates is they're, they're plus – margin and the turnover ratio right now in the playoffs is uh, sky high and they're that's a lot of the reason why they are where they are man hey justin the other thing that 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 looking at the stats you had five different well one being your quarterback but four different um, guys carrying the ball and uh you know 10 carries six carries six carries four five it it it's hard for a defense to key in on one guy if you've got five different 
options uh, of guys carrying the ball? Well, some of that is by default. You know, we, we do have guys playing both ways, and they need to get a break somewhere. And we're going we're gonna to put our chips on the defensive side of the ball before we do it on the offensive side of the ball. And uh, we, we're really happy that we have a lot of guys that are capable of coming in and carrying the ball for us. And I do think that it, it can be a challenge to defend us because of that. But it's awfully nice to have, you know, multiple options. If, if one thing is being taken away, then we tend to find something else that starts to work. And last night we were, you know, we were lucky to find some things that worked just well enough. Uh, they're really good on defense. We felt like the first team to 14 had a really good chance to win, uh, and it, it proved to be true last night. Points were going to be at a premium no matter what, and uh, luckily for us, our guys made some really big plays when needed, and uh, we were able to get some, some scores. Hey, Justin, when you look at the brackets in Division Three, there isn't a one seed left. And, um, you know, Monroe's a five, and you guys are a five. Menashe is a two, and, and Rice Lake is a three. And any other bracket I think you look at, there's at least one one left. And so this is, man, this one's up for grabs. It's not where, okay, there's a dominant. When you look at Division Four, you think, boy, Catholic Memorials has got as good a chance as anybody in Division Four. But you look at Division Three, and you go, wow, you know, there's a lot of ones that, that have gotten beat, and now it's, you know, it's kind of anybody's game, and I know you never want to uh, look at any the other side of the bracket until you get uh, your side taken care of. But you know, I, I, certainly you've noticed that, right? To be honest, I had to look at it this morning because I haven't really been paying attention to <laughs> what's happening on the other side of the bracket. I've been really trying to focus on our our small little regional tournament. Uh, I did, you know, obviously we're paying attention to the group that Monroe has won because we knew that would be the the game if we got to level four that we'd have to play, but. The northern stuff I haven't paid much of attention to until this morning, uh, and I was a little bit surprised by that. But, you know, I think that's more of a reflection of we have an imperfect system in seeding the tournament, and it was imperfect when the coaches did it. It's imperfect when the computer does it. And also there's a lot of parity. I, I think there's a lot of really good football teams and a lot of really good football being played. And so the, the scales are pretty balanced. Uh, in our regional and the other regional, I, I don't think – that there was a heck of a lot of difference between one through six, and in some cases one through eight, uh, which speaks to the quality of football and also just um, you know the imperfect nature of trying to seed a tournament where a lot of schools don't have common opponents and there's not a lot of uh, background knowledge that's been built up to, to be more accurate. So it's high school, man. Uh, things get wild, and we're, we're just happy to be a part of it so far. Hey, Ryan, for as long as I've been doing this, I, I'm not sure if, if it has happened. I didn't notice it before. But, you know, Pewaukee getting to level four, they haven't given they haven't given up a point yet. That defense, when when Justin said, look, we put our we put our chips on the defensive side of the ball, um, he's not kidding because defensively they, they're playing at a really high level right now. Yeah, you know, the old saying of uh Offense brings entertainment, and defense wins championships. Uh, Pewaukee's looking for a championship, and that's where they they put their stock and their money, and and they're going to put it down on the defensive side of the ball. And then you can't argue with it because it's working, and they're doing a heck of a job right now in their playoff run. Yeah, they they uh, man, you look at uh, you look at their schedule and look at the point the amount of points that they have they have given up. They've had a number of shutouts and. You know, when you give up a total of 19 to a Catholic Memorial, and that's the high for the year. 
man, I, I just got to give them a lot of credit. Um, and, and offensively, they're scoring points, man. They're scoring points and then handling, handing it off to the defense, and, and they're doing their job on, on that side of the ball. Justin, congratulations. I'll come out this week. I've got a beautiful trophy from UW Credit Union. I'll reach out to you this weekend and, and get out to one of your practices this week and hand off this trophy to you and your captains. And uh, congratulations on, on continuing to play football and, and being this week's UW Credit Union Team of the Week. Thanks, Mike. We really appreciate it. Um, the recognition is nice, but you know, if, if no one notices what we're doing, we're fine with that too. Um, we, we've had a lot of fun being a five seed, and um, I guess sneaking up on some people. And so, if uh, if no one's willing to pay attention, we're willing to work in the dark right now and just keep doing what we've been doing. It seems to be working, and we do appreciate the recognition. And uh, we'll just you know try to make our hometown proud. Well, you've certainly done that. I look forward to seeing you in person this week, Justin. Have a good weekend. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Ryan. Have a good day. Good luck, Good luck. Hey, hey, Ryan, we're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to get away a little bit from high school football. Um, but my, a guy named Mike Shaw up in the Madison area is the is a bowl uh, game director um, for a, a, a Division three, And I don't think this has ever happened before, but it's a bowl game going to be played uh, up in the Madison area. Um, it's called the Isthmus Bowl. And uh, we're going to talk to Mike Shaw about this because this game is coming up in a couple of weeks. And it was really interesting to me. I talked to him a little bit earlier this week. And the kind of response he has gotten on this thing has been incredible. So we'll talk to Mike Shaw on the other side of the break. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM. The Fan, I am Mike McGiver, and my co-host is Ryan McMillan, Athletic Director at Muskego. Hey, Ryan, we're trying to get a hold of Mike Shaw. Have not been able to. And uh, I just want to kind of promote what he's doing. I don't know if you knew this was going on or not, but at Verona High School on November 20th, they're going to have what is the first uh, postseason college bowl game in Wisconsin State history, the Culver's Isthmus Bowl. And uh, November 20th, a 3 o'clock kickoff. And he's taking two teams, one uh, from the CCIW and one from the WEAC, and they're going to play against each other. And what he's going to do is is basically take the two best teams in the conference that don't get bids into the NCAA tournament. And, look, they 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 got a chance. I was looking at the, at the standings and stuff. And they won't know exactly who's playing yet for another week, but there's a good chance, like UW Oshkosh might be playing Washington University from St. Louis, who's a really good football team. Yeah, the uh, the event in itself is very unique. And, you know, the funny thing is, yes, if we knew about it, our uh, digital mass marketing media course at, at MHS in Muskego here actually got asked to come and do the production um, for the game in terms of the live stream TV production because they've taken notice of the product those kids have pushed out on a regular Friday night. Wow, that's so, awesome. Yeah, that was a unique opportunity. The, the, hard, the hard part for us was our system that we have is not mobile. 
Ah. Um, so we had to uh, we had to turn it down, but uh, great event, and I'm fired up about it because we are a D3 state. I know we have the Badgers, but when it comes to football, the WIAC and some of the other conferences across our state is where a lot of our high school football kids go to play their high, uh, college football, and this is just another way to promote that Division three level that sometimes doesn't get all the, the press or the notoriety, but Division two has been doing it for a long time with the uh, Minnesota Conference and then the conference out of Missouri where they've kind of met in the middle and had their own little bowl game for the, the non-qualifiers, if you will. And it's been a, a huge success. So I'm really hopeful that this thing takes off and uh, goes well, and it's a great showcase for very good football teams that, you know, typically – when you talk about the NCAA Division Three tournament, they're only taking your conference champion, and then if you have a one-loss uh, runner-up to that conference champion who's undefeated, then you can probably get two teams in. But it's extremely difficult to get into the, the NCAA tournament, and this just helps good football players on good football teams showcase their talents and abilities and c- continue to promote the game specifically at that D3 level. You know, I talked to Mike Shaw for a little while uh, this week, and he was actually a basketball player at Madison Edgewood, played at UW-Platteville. And I said, what's a basketball boy doing this for? And he said, man, I'm telling you, I look, I, I came up with this idea because I thought uh, I'm watching, and I was in that conference for basketball, and there's really good football teams that don't get into the tournament and their season ends. And they're but they're good teams, obviously in the CCIW as well. And I just thought, well, it'd be kind of cool to if if you know the the best team that doesn't get into the NCAA with the WEAC would play the best team from CCIW and start making calls. And he said where it all turned for him is when Culver's came in as as the big sponsor. He said that made it viable now. And then he started talking to some locations in that area. And Verona said, look, we'll. You know, we're going to have to charge you a little bit, but we'd love to be a part of this thing. And then all of a sudden, like Quick Trip came in and American Family, and the whole thing started coming together. He said, look, I, I got to be honest, I'm I'm a little surprised how good this is coming together. The amount of tickets we've already sold without people knowing who the teams are has been great. And uh, it's really going to be a fun event. And I think that they're probably going to – this is probably just the first I think he'll probably try to get this done, you know, maybe in other areas throughout the state as well. I don't want to speak for him. I know he, he had a wedding today. A friend of his was getting married, and and he said, no, oh, you know, certainly at 1045 would be the perfect time for me to come on. But obviously he got caught up into something else. He is, uh, again, Mike Shaw, the bowl director. And if you just, uh, if you Google, it's just a, a landing page, but it's, uh, it's Isthmus Bowl. It's I-S-T-H-M-U-S. I-S-T-H-M-U-S Bowl, Madison, Wisconsin, November 20th at Verona Area High School. And again, kickoff is 3 o'clock, and they're going to have a lot of things going on before the game, and then the game should uh, should be a really good game, that's for sure. I love the fact, Ryan, that uh, that he's put this thing together and that Verona stepped up to to say, look, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have to charge you a rental fee, but we'll do the best we can to keep it as low as we can. Yeah, really, it's a showcase of Wisconsin and all the good things about Wisconsin. All those companies you listed that stepped up as sponsors, their corporate headquarters are in Wisconsin, and most of them around the 
the Madison area or lacrosse. And, you know, it's good to see our local successful business owners helping to support sport that is, you know, non-scholarship sport. And, and kids right. are paying their way, and they do it for the love of the game. And you're highlighting Wisconsin schools in this event on a, on a statewide stage, and it will definitely be on a national stage because the Division Three uh, media will pick up on this for sure. And uh, it just goes to show Wisconsin's got a lot of good, and, and kudos to Verona High School for stepping up. They just built a brand-new, beautiful facility out there, and so they're going to be on a good surface and a good venue um, in a convenient location right off of the uh, Highway 18, I believe, out there. So it's, uh, it's a good event for Wisconsin, there's no doubt, and Wisconsin families and Wisconsin people and, and kids and student-athletes and all of it. 100%. You can check them out on, on Twitter, on Instagram. Again, it's uh, ticket information. You can uh, you can contact uh, Mike, and, and it's go to their website. It's just a landing page, and I know you said, look, if we continue this, I'm going to have to update that and uh, make it easier for people. But I didn't know what to expect this first year, but um, it's I-S-T-H-M-U-S Bowl, Madison, Wisconsin, again, coming up on November 20th. Kickoff is at three o'clock. Hey, let's get to a let's get to a break. Other side of the break, you know, the current electric superhero of the week. She is Val Kane from Wisconsin Lutheran High School. And Ryan, all the time that we've been doing this, I don't know if we've had a homecoming queen as one of our superhero of the weeks, have we? I don't think so, but that's pretty cool. I know. That's that's what I said. And she got all kind of embarrassed. She goes, I never saw that coming. I have to be honest with you. And I said, well, that's pretty cool because we haven't had one of those before. And she was like, look, I, uh, I'm not a big sports Like, I don't play a lot of sports, but I'm in the play. We have the play going on this weekend. I said, well, let's promote that. People want to go see a a good uh, quality play at Wisconsin Lutheran High School, and she said that would be great. She said, I'm on a forensics team. Does that count? I go, I don't know. Maybe. It's not, I don't think it's a sport, but if you do, and she laughed. And I look forward to talking to Valerie Kane, who is our current electric superhero of the week, coming up on the other side of the break. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Get your helmets on. Let's go, let's go. It's time to hear from some of the best high school football coaches in the area. It's the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores. I feel that chill, smell that fresh cut Let's turn it over to Muskego Athletic Director Ryan McMillan. And the fans' high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. Oh, welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show, presented by your local pick and save stores. Hey, we did get a hold of Mike Shaw, and uh, he does apologize. He got caught up into some things, but again, that uh, that bowl game coming up in a couple of weeks up at uh, up in the Madison area, man. I'll tell you what, you might want to check that out. It's uh, it's going to be awfully fun, and what a great idea. Um, be at Verona High School on November 20th at 3 o'clock, and you'll know who the teams are coming up next week. And uh, I want to thank Culver's and a number of the uh, the partners that got involved with him. Hey, Ryan, when we get to 11 o'clock uh, every single Saturday, there's nothing better than talking to our current electric superhero of the week, right? 
Totally agree. Totally agree. Best part of the show, Mike. What makes someone a superhero? They can leap tall buildings in a single bound? No. Faster than a speeding bullet? No. More powerful than a locomotive? Absolutely not. Let us introduce you to what we believe superheroes are really about. It's time for the current Electric Superhero of the Week. So let me tell you about Valerie Kane. She is the senior from Wisconsin Lutheran High School and had a chance to talk to her and her mom a couple of days ago. And just, uh, I'll tell you what, reading her bio... And you can go at 11.15 on the Kern Electric Facebook page and see a nice picture of Valerie and um, a bio. This is a really impressive young person, I have to tell you. She has a, uh, a GPA of uh, just under four. Been on the honor roll all four years at Wisconsin Lutheran um, High School. She is part of their drama um a club and and look, she's been part of the fall drama all four years, and they have a play going on right now. They opened last night, two shows today, a show tomorrow. The show is Clue, and if you're looking for something to do this afternoon, this evening, or tomorrow, and you you want to go to a a high school show, and uh, you want to support these kids that work really hard, go see Clue over at Wisconsin Lutheran. Uh, high school because I know that Valerie's got a big part in it and she thinks it's a really good show. How did things go last night for you, Valerie? Oh, they went they went very well last night. Yeah, were you nervous? A little bit. We had actually over six hundred people there, oh, which man. is kind of like a record for Wisconsin Lutheran. We usually don't have that many people show up, but it was really great. Man, good for you. I. How exciting. You want to talk about an adrenaline rush, right? Right before they, the curtains open up and all all the actors are, and actresses are back in, in the back there. You just, it's just got a, what a great feeling that is, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it was great. And then just knowing that it was my senior year and, you know, my last opening night, it was just so exciting. It's just great to be with all my friends. Hey, um... Val, let's talk a little bit about your years at Wisconsin Lutheran High School. You know, thank you for sending me the bio. We have not had a homecoming queen on. Oh, and really? No, we have not. And I, congratulations. You were voted 2021 homecoming queen by your senior yeah. class. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was pretty unexpected because I was going up against two amazing girls, and I'm really good friends with both of them, so... Um, it was it was so exciting. I was, you know, I might have cried a little bit when I found out that I won because I was so thankful that my class thinks that much of me. And it was just great to know that that many people just really support me. You know, um, you've been on forensics all four years and now the team captain. Mm-hmm. And you were voted the Viking Christian leader for the word human, uh, humility. Each month, one boy and one girl gets voted um, by the whole student body to represent one of the words that describes a Christian leader. And that almost put a tear in my eye. I have to be honest with you, Val. Congratulations on that. And I think, you know, to ask you how cool it is to be, you know, to have the word humility 
Um, I, I, it's hard for you, obviously, to, to, to talk a lot about some of the great things you're doing, and I can do all the talking, but that had to be a really, really good award to, to win. Yeah, it was it was amazing. I like, you know, <clears throat> some of my friends were just like, well, you know, you just do so much and you never really brag about it. And, you know, you're like the team captain of forensics and, you know, president for other things and you just never brag about it. You're so humble. And I, that was just so nice to hear. And I'm really thankful for that. Well, hey, Ryan, um, she's also the president of the New International Students Program which helps new students from different countries get in, get comfortable at Wisconsin Lutheran High School. And I think it, it takes a, a, a special kid that's involved with, as we talked about, just about everything you can be at the school to also be the president to make people feel comfortable when they come to this, the new not only a new school, but a new country. Yeah, just having a, a level of empathy, and being able to go out of her way to be warm, inviting, comforting, and probably a great listener as well, I'm guessing, Mike, you know, to to hear the wants and the needs of of those families and those students coming in and, and trying to find out how can we meet those needs and make you feel like one of our own. Hey, Val, one question that we always ask our, our current electric um, superheroes of the week is, you, obviously you have, and we've just talked 15 or 10 minutes about the servant leadership heart that you have. Where do you think that came from? Well, I would first like to think that it came from me being a Christian. Um, you know, Jesus and God are just really important in my life, and I like to try my best just to follow the example that Jesus gave when he was here Amen. on this earth. And... Um, you know, I just try my best to do that, and just, you know, my faith is just really a big thing to me, and I also like to think that I have a, I'm a nice person, and I just, I love caring for other people. Good for you. That's awesome. Hey, let's talk about another really very important part of your life. You volunteered for about a year and a half at JR's Pump, the Pups and Stuff Dog Rescue, and you realized during that that time that you volunteered, that this might be something you want to do with the rest of your life. What, what about that That year and a half, and now you work there, but the volunteer time that you did at JR's Pups and Stuff Dog Rescue, what, what about the time that you you spent there made you maybe think that this is something you want to do with the rest of your life? Well, ever since I was a little kid, I have had a dog, and you know, a lot of my relatives have dogs, so I've just grown up around them and I've just really come to love them. And that's honestly one of the most important things in my life, just dogs. And um, I just, they just make me so happy. That's just one of my true passions, just caring for them. And I just, you know, going in and seeing a dog that doesn't have a home and um, they look a little sad. But then when I go and I volunteer and I take them for a walk and spend some time cuddling with them, it just, just seeing the tail wags and just the happiness, like the true joy that the dog gets from just even 10 minutes with me, is just it just makes me feel really good. We are talking to Valerie Kane again. She is our Kern Electric Superhero of the Week. If you go to the Kern Electric Facebook page, see a beautiful picture of Valerie and her dog. In fact, 
her dog is in the picture as well. And um, you could read the bio that we've been talking about and all the great things that she has done over at Wisconsin Lutheran High School. And if you don't know how these come about, and I talk about it every once in a while, but not every week, I call principals at different schools. And I ask them a number of things. I need a senior that, you know, does great work in the classroom, in the school, in our community, is loved at home, and you're really going to miss when they when they move on. And I can tell you that a lot of the, the principals say, boy, I have you know, five, and then I get to that last question. And then they usually narrow it down to one or two. And the principal at Wisconsin Lutheran said, boy, I've, I do have a couple, and I am such a huge fan of Valerie Kane and, and the things that she does in our school that we are really going to miss her when she graduates. Valerie, do you know what's going on with you next year yet? Well, next year I have two things in mind. Um one of them would be going to Carroll University, so I would major in animal behavior and become a dog trainer. Um, or I was thinking of going to um, WLC for two years and then St. Luke's for another two years so I could become an ultrasound technician. You know the great thing about being a senior in high school, Val? You, what? Can, you can change your mind six times before we get done with this interview. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It's 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 all. You know what? I can I don't really I can't really change my mind much now. You know, I'm a little bit older and I'm pretty much set with what I'm doing. And Ryan's as good an athletic director as there is. But you you have got all kinds of opportunities. Hey, what uh, what role do you have in in the show Clue? I am Mrs. White. So you're on stage quite a bit. Yes, almost the whole time. How tired were you when you got home last night? Oh, I was so tired. I took all of my stage makeup off and went right to bed. Good it was you. it was a great experience, and that's why my voice might sound a little weird today because I was shouting a lot. I have a couple screams, so. <laughs> well, I'm I'm hoping that you got a chance to take your dog Lady for a little bit of a walk or something this morning. Oh yeah, definitely. I love spending time with her. Good for you. See, that's a dog that you guys rescued 11 years ago, and, and how lucky uh, she is mm -hmm. that, that, you, that you did that. Again, tonight at Wisconsin Lutheran High School, if, if, if this afternoon and tonight, what time are the shows today? Today they're at 3 o'clock and 7 o'clock. And then tomorrow? Tomorrow is uh, 1.30. So 3 o'clock, 7 o'clock, and 1.30 tomorrow, if you want to go and be entertained by high school kids who put a lot of sweat equity into this show the show is clue make sure that you cheer really loudly for mrs white that's who you want to cheer for at the end of this valerie thank you so much i really appreciate it and congratulations on being our our current electric superhero of the week oh thank you this is an amazing opportunity well th hey good luck today in the show oh no not good luck break a leg or something right <laughs> Yes, thank you. You bet. Valerie Kane, thank you so much. Again, Kern Electric Facebook page. If you want to take a look at Valerie and her dog, Lady. And again, we have not ever had, I, that I know of, a homecoming queen. And she sent me the picture with her, um, it, you know, with, with the tiara on her head. And she's got the homecoming queen sash. And she said, is this okay? I said, you bet. That's a great picture. So again, Kern Electric Facebook page. And uh, we congratulate Valerie Kane. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to head out of this area. We're going to talk to the head football coach at Belleville.
They're still playing. And 1130, we'll talk to an assistant coach at Hartford. And I'll let you know why we can't get the head coach on this week. And it's a really good reason. That's for sure. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM. The Fan, I'm Mike McGivern. Ryan McMillan, Athletic Director at Muskego, is my co-host. Hey, Ryan, I'll tell you what. um, Any chance that we get to talk to uh, the head football coach at Belleville this time of year, it's, 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 it's good. They're still playing. Yeah, there's no doubt. They've been on one heck of a run, and uh, we've been told and we're going to have to verify this with Coach, that uh, when they won their level one playoff game, we were told that that's the first one in school history. And they must have liked the celebration so much on that Friday night they decided to win three more. Well, I could tell you this. We're going to be uh, joined by uh, Mike Nolden here in a minute. And I said, Coach, how'd it go? You know, after the game last night, you guys have a little fun. He goes, oh, yeah, maybe a little too much. I said, that's okay, young man. You know, you, you that's okay. That was a huge win for them. And uh, we are now joined the head football coach at uh, Belleville. They are uh, they're getting a chance now to, to go to McFarland and play Mayville. And I've seen Mayville. I saw them uh, play against Lake Country Lutheran. And, and this is going to be a tough out for, for Belleville. But, boy, they're happy to still be playing. Hey, Coach, congratulations. What a good win last night. Yeah, thanks for having me. And, you know, I, like you said, it's, it's going to be a heck of a game on Friday. And, and hopefully – we are still going to be celebrating next next week too. So hey, is that true that when you guys beat Poinette, that was the first time in school history? So yes, as as a standalone program, that was the first ever playoff win uh, in Belleville's history, and now we're up we're up to three, and hopefully make it four. But Belleville was a co-op for a while; they had some playoff wins as a co-op, but not as a standalone program. Hey, coach, did you know coming into the year that you had a chance to be, to be pretty good coming down the stretch? Yeah, and you know, as soon as I took over, the expectations were to to get to this point um, with with whoever we had. But obviously, our senior class is is just phenomenal, and the buy-in they've had from the start. You know, losing the season last fall, it, it really you know, affected those guys a lot as, you know, every high schooler across the country was affected. And then when they got the chance to play in the spring, they, they knew that it could be taken, you know, at any moment. And they, they just don't want to want to stop playing football. So, so, Hey coach. So um, in your conference, you guys, it looks like you took third. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. And Darlington took first and it was a Cuba city took second. Yes, that's correct. Boy, I'll tell you what, um, for for a team that that took third in the conference to still be playing and to beat a, a really good team, Broadhead Judah, people had talked about that team, and, and man, they uh, they gave you everything you could handle last night, but you beat, ended up beating them 35-20. Um, do, do you think, Coach, that, that at least the people in the community, maybe in the school, are a little surprised you're still playing? Um, you know, I'm sure there are some people, but... You know, really, the only people that matter are the 50 people that show up four days a week to practice and, and 
the, the kids that are putting the jersey on on Friday, and that's the mentality we have. We keep it in, in our circle, and we, we let everybody outside of that circle say whatever they want, and, and, and we'll go out and play, and then they can say whatever they want about us playing, but we'll keep everything in our circle. So, Boy, that's, that's a great attitude to have. How long have you been the head coach there? So took over in January of 2020, right before COVID hit. Oh, so this is technically my second season, but it's all in the same calendar year, so it feels like it's my first year still. Boy, um, what's your background? Did you grow up in that area? Yeah, I graduated from Belleville in 2011. I've lived in Belleville my whole life. I, I live in Belleville now, and I don't really have any plans of leaving, so... Man, that's a great story, Coach. I have to be honest with you. I I like that stuff. Hey, Ryan, when you have a, a hometown boy doing really good stuff, I got to believe, Ryan, that, that Mike's getting free haircuts and free popcorn in town and stuff. He's darn right he is. He's getting whatever he needs in the, the little city of Belleville, and it's a, it's a nice little homey place. And a lot of hardworking, humble people that uh, – that uh, carry their lunch pail around, and he seems to fit right in with uh, the mentalities installed in his football program and the way the kids are playing. And kudos to those guys. Hey, coach, um, there is a the leading receiver on your team is Anthony Nolden. Is he yeah. uh, any relation? Yeah, cousin. So uh, my dad's side of the family is rather large. My dad has six brothers and one sister, so there's eight of them. Uh, Seven of them still all live in Belleville. So I've got Anthony as a senior, and there'll be more cousins coming up through in the next oh, few man. years, too. Well, Anthony's having a really good year. I'm sure at you know, Thanksgiving they might they might pull you aside and say you should have thrown the ball to Anthony a little more. Yeah, uh, probably. <laughs> but, you know, for he's only actually played receiver for the last two years. Before I took over as the head coach, he was – playing running back, and I, I knew in this spread system we needed a, a deep speed threat on the outside, and I you know, I talked to him, hey, you, I, I want you to move to, to receiver. You know, you're not going to get the touches you are, are would at running back, but you, you still have the capability of creating this explosive plays and, and being the, the go-to guy for us. And, you know, he bought right in in the spring, in the spring season, he was all-conference wide receiver. And he's all-conference this fall and maybe get a little all-region recognition, yeah. too. But, you know, he's just excited again, just like the entire senior class, that they still have the opportunity to play another game this week. So that's the biggest thing. Coach, the, did, did you play football at Belleville? Yeah, so I, I – was a three-sport athlete. I played football, wrestled, and played baseball. And then I actually went to play football at Beloit College in, in old Beloit, Wisconsin there. Man. So I've, I've been directly involved in football you know, since I was in fourth grade and first started playing tackle. Yeah, I've got to believe. Hey, Ryan, I'm going to go to you on this. I've got to believe that, uh, that Mike, when he took over the program, at night when he was closing his eyes to go to bed, he had to be thinking about, man, can you imagine what this community would be like if we could get a win in the playoffs, if we could get to level two? And maybe never even thinking far enough ahead to think about level three. But, boy, it's just got to be what a great feeling for a kid to do this in his hometown. 
Yeah, 100%. There's a ton of pride, and you can hear it in his, his voice and how he speaks about his kids and his program. And there's in the small town, there's family connections, and everybody knows everybody. And he, he took a leap of faith and took on a role that, you know, some people in small towns aren't willing to do because everybody does know everybody. And sometimes it can be uh, uh, tough sledding that way. And it hasn't been for, for Coach and his team. And they've really taken, uh, you know, leaps and bounds here. And they've taken uh, a great – got a great perspective when you hear them talk about the pandemic and their why. And, and for all the reasons they keep coming back, it uh, – it's very admirable what they've done and they've probably accelerated the process uh, rather quickly where most people have, it takes years to make these steps and they're doing it all in their first gig. So that's pretty cool. Hey coach, where um, and people I've gotten two text messages. Where exactly is Belleville? Uh, it's just about 20 minutes straight South of Madison. Uh, it's just South of Verona. If you know where Verona's at. I do. Yeah. How, how many, how many kids in the school? Uh, our enrollment right now is 303. Okay. We're right at the bottom of D5. Wow. Well, I, I'm very familiar with Cuba City on their basketball program because I was a basketball coach and, and got a chance to to go up against uh, Jerry Pettigrew a few times. That's a pretty good football program as well. Yeah, and, you know, that, that game was probably the defining game of our season. You know, it's, it was a, a bad loss for us, but the kids realized, you know, what it was going to take to beat some of those great teams. And, you know, as coaching staff, we made some adjustments to help put those kids in better situations and and just clean some things up because they got exposed that night. And, you know, we've been on a roll ever since. We, you know, we actually haven't turned the ball over on offense since that game. Wow. And I think that was week four. You know, Coach, for you to, to get that first win against Poinette at home and then go on the road and beat, uh, go to Marshall and beat them 28-13 and then go to Broadhead Judah and beat them 35-20, those bus rides home must have been really fun for you guys. Oh, yeah, definitely. Kids, you know, pulling out Snapchat, celebrating, putting some videos on there, just, you know, being being kids. And that's, and that's what we want. We preach all year, just have fun and – you know, this whole playoff run is, you know, this, this week's going to be week 13. If you want to get to week 14, you've got to earn it with the 13th. And you've earned the 13th with the 12th. So, you know, we're, we're not going to change our, our attitude. And we're, we're just going to make sure we're having a ton of fun. And hopefully Friday night we'll come out playing our best football. Man, Coach, not uh, look, I, I think you're a first-year head coach. That's the way I would put this. Not bad for a first-year head coach. Yeah, but, you know, a lot of people are kind of saying the same thing, but when I took over, this is exactly where we expected to be and where where I wanted the program to get to. And, you know, you you can say, oh, you know, teams need a couple years to rebuild. I I just don't necessarily believe in that because what what happens, you know, to the seniors that you've got? You've got to give them everything and, and try to make sure they give you everything, too, and you know, it, like I said, those those kids bought in right away, and you know they're they're the ones making this happen, not me. But it, it is a pretty special thing. Well, it's you know it's a great time to be a Wildcat, right? Absolutely, Mad Coach. Thanks a lot. Um, good luck against Mayville. You guys play. You go to McFarland to play Mayville Friday night at seven o'clock, and we had this conversation off the air. They'll try to maul you. 
Um, oh, yeah. That's what they do. And I know you said that broadhead judo is kind of the same, and, and we'll be ready for it. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's it's one game at this point. You got 48 minutes. We got a, a week to prepare, and you know, our kids our kids will be ready. And, you know, I, we actually kind of joked that as a staff, we might just call up Mayville and ask them if they want a 7 nothing lead because we've been in a, <laughs> a tendency of just giving everybody a 7 nothing lead and, and just coming back and just keep battling. And, you know, that's what we're expecting Friday. It's going to be it's gonna be a full 48-minute well, game. So. You know that's I'm looking on Belleville the the town and the village of Belleville's website and that that seems you're just nice people there. That's what it oh, looks yeah. like on on the uh, the website. So you give team seven and then you know go put thirty five up on them. Hey coach, thanks a lot. I really appreciate a couple of minutes of your time. Um, good luck to your team this Friday when you play Mayville. Absolutely, thank you for having me and and thank you for everything. You bet. That's Mike Nolden. He's the head football coach at Belleville. Hey, Ryan, thank you for the tip on that. Um, have you been into Belle? Have you been in that village? Uh, yeah, the, that's where my grandpa um, had a place. My mom grew up in uh, Belleville, so I got uh, a great understanding of uh, what life is like there and a lot of respect for those people in Belleville. Boy, I'll tell you what, if if you go, I'm on their website, and I, I want to go up there like after the show today. I mean, that's, the website has a nice, their their slogan is small community, big heart, and beautiful pictures of some lakes and just a really nice area. And uh, what a good coach, what a good guy he is, man, to be able to, you know, notice he said, look, that's that's my cousin, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of other ones coming. So he made it sure that there's going to be a a no a no Nolden on on that uh, roster here for the next number of years. I'm sure. Yeah, he's uh, he's going to have to face the music if he doesn't live up to the family <laughs> standard. That's for sure. Man, when he <laughs> when he had to go move his his cousin from running back to receiver, man, that is a conversation. If it doesn't work out, man, he might have to move to Milwaukee. Right. <laughs> right. Unbelievable. Hey, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, uh, Lance Zadro, he's an assistant at Hartford, is going to join us. And the reason the head coach can't join us this week, and he apologized, but I, ga- I gave him a pass. He said, I have to be at my granddaughter's first year, one-year birthday party. He said, I can't miss it. I said, don't you dare miss it. Get me an assistant. He said, I'll find you one. Because I was out at their practice last week. I got to tell you, man, some good things going on out at Hartford. Man, they're playing well. Yeah, they're getting it done, and Wanakee's going to have their hands full with a hot uh, Hartford Oriole football team. And I'm glad to hear Coach uh, Coach was honest with you, too, and he's going out to that birthday party. That's huge. Yeah, I am, too. He said, you know what? In fact, his text back to me was, uh, hey, Mike, no chance. No chance I can come on today. (laughs) And I'm thinking, come on, man. I said, "We're you know, aren't we like your good luck?" He said, "Not a chance." I got home at one o'clock, uh, back to school at six, and I have to be at my granddaughter's first birthday party uh, that'll be going on at that time. And I got to be honest, Mike, I'm not going to miss it. I said, "Man, I agree." But Lance is going to join us on the other side of the break. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show, presented by your local Pick and Save Stores on 12:50 a.m. The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented 
by your local pick and save stores on 1250 AM The Fan. We are now joined by an assistant coach at Hartford. He is Lance Zadro. Hey, Lance, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing today? Yeah, we're doing really well. I'm taking Good. full credit for that win last night. Hey, that's awesome. Yeah, we appreciate uh, you coming out and uh, your words of wisdom were great for our team this week. Well, I'm taking no credit, man. <laughs> that was so fun for me, and I got a chance to just kind of hang out and watch practice for a while and, and talk to the quarterback and talk to a couple of the kids and coaches. And I'll tell you what, there was – there was a lot of uh, a lot of pep in their step at that practice. Kids were having fun and getting after it a little bit, but you could tell they wanted to be there. And and uh, I imagine the bus ride home last night, though it was long, was a good bus ride home. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, these these kids have a, a great time together every single day, and uh, they love uh, playing football and being with their buddies. And and uh, yeah, the, the bus ride home, you know, it was, it was great. Uh, obviously. Uh, First time in school history going to level four, so they're pretty excited and uh, you know very proud of them for uh, what they did last night and then all year too. Hey, coach, talk about the game last night. It was a little closer than you know. I was checking the scores and stuff, and I thought, okay, man, Hartford's rolling up a little bit on on Pulaski, and, and Pulaski scored fourteen in the fourth quarter to make it a little bit closer. I guess they they scored to get to get it within seven uh, with a minute twenty two to go. Um, getting a little bit nervous down the stretch there? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it was about 35-7 to 7 with uh, about a minute left in the third. And, uh, you know, it's obviously, as you guys know, you can never be comfortable with playoff football. Um, you got to bring in every single play and uh, just be disciplined. Um, but, yeah, they, they started coming back. We had a couple of mishaps on special teams. Um, but, you know, just like the story of our playoffs, you know, our guys respond, you know, and, and – uh, they're just going to find a way in the end to make sure that uh, we're coming out on top. Well, I got, I'll tell you what, I was talking to your quarterback a little bit uh, before I left and, and said, um, how do you like not throwing the ball a whole lot? He said, hey, we're winning, man, we're winning. But if they need me, I can still throw it. And he showed it last night, five for seven for almost 100 yards and two touchdowns. And uh, obviously Pulaski must have been coming up and trying to take the run away, correct? Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And uh, – Austin Austin Cutts had a great game last night, probably one of his better games all year. Um, but yeah, he's been great. Uh, you know, obviously they'll run heavy this year with our offense, but uh, he's responded really well and he's uh, taken taken command of our offense and he's run things really well. And you know, he always sells his fakes and he's just been pretty disciplined that way. Hey Ryan, you know the the thing I didn't know until I was out there is they they um they they changed what they're running on offense during the season. And you don't hear that from from teams very often, but they 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 it was I think maybe game 4 against Cedarburg something like that and they made yeah. a change and they've been they've been running it ever since and their splits are real smart and they are just going after it. They I I was watching some of their practice I didn't know who had the ball. Yeah, and uh coach can correct me uh, if I'm wrong, but understanding and been watched a lot of Hartford football in the past, uh, they were always a run heavy team and they had a couple different ways to get to it. And, and, you know, 15 years ago, it was more of the power eye, straight eye formation. Then they morphed into a little bit of a wing tee and then they morphed back to the eye and then they morphed into 
a quasi spread. And then, so coach, what did you morph back to this year? Is it back to the old school Hartford power eye coming right at you type of deal? Yeah, definitely. So as, as you know, uh, you know, you got to adjust to your, your personnel that you have. And, uh, you know, for instance, night 2019, uh, you know, we were heavy with the pass. You know, we played uh, Wanakee level three uh, then, and, uh, you know, we adjusted that way. But, uh, yeah, the kids, the kids doing what we're doing, they, they love it, and they responded really well. Um, they're very coachable, and they just love what they're doing. So, yeah, we uh, typically have been, a, you know, on the ball type of a team. But, uh, again, as you know, we just kind of adjust uh, to our personnel. Hey, Ryan, I'll tell you, Dave Roosh is on the staff, and, and I'm a big Dave Roosh fan. He was the head football coach at Waukesha South for a long time and just one of the real good guys in high school football. And and uh, I talked to him for a while, and I said, man, this uh, th- this looks familiar. And he goes, yeah, I you know, this has been really good, and, and uh, we've got a re- the personnel that we can – we can line up and, and, and run it. Our quarterback is, is a little taller than some of the quarterbacks that, you know, other teams who have run this this offense in the past. But, boy, he does a nice job, doesn't he? I said, look, I, I loved it. And I'll tell you, Ryan, we talked about this last week, but DePier, I, I didn't think DePier wanted to let Hartford out with a win last week. And they went up and said, "Okay, we're not going to we're not going to leave it in the refs' uh, hands this week, and we're going to take care of Pulaski and get back on the bus." And and that's what they did. But to be able to kind of adjust and change your offense midseason and have this kind of success, I don't know if I've seen that before, Ryan. Yeah, and with Coach Roosh on the staff, and I think Aaron Roosh is on the staff as well, his nephew. Um, who played, I believe, at Whitewater, if I remember correctly. You know, this coaching staff led by Coach Redders are are very intelligent football people, and that is a football community. And you just got to tip your hat to them for making the adjustment to say, hey, what we initially thought for our kids on this team isn't exactly what's maximizing their potential. So what if we try X, Y, Z? And sounds like now they're maximizing the kids' potential and they're giving everybody else fits and they're taking control of their destiny and not hoping for somebody else to decide it for them. Hey, Lance, how, how did Austin, um, how did he take it when, we, when you guys said, hey, look, we're going we're gonna to start to adjust more to this? Yeah, you know, I think we all, we all can agree as a staff that, uh, you know, he took it pretty well. You know, he's... Uh, um, you know, working hard every day to make sure that, uh, you know, he's doing what he's supposed to do. And uh, like I said, he, he really sells his fakes and, uh, you know, he does all that stuff well. So he's responded really well, and uh, he knows that uh, he needs to do what's best for the team. And he said that throughout the season, uh, you know, showing his uh, interviews that he's done with papers or whatnot. So, uh, yeah, it's great. It's great having a guy like that who can uh, step up for the team and do what's, what's best for the team. And that's kind of like the common theme for our team this year is, Everybody uh, knows their role, and they're going to do what they have to do to help the team out. Lance, I had said to him, you know, that fourth yard, that fourth down pass that he threw against DePier, um, that AJ caught was yep. was as clutch a throw from a kid who who you know has not thrown the ball the last few games nearly as much as he had in the past, but he stood in that pocket and he threw a perfect ball. On, on a big time fourth down to to keep that drive going against DePierre. and I said, man, that was a really big time play, and he said, thanks, I really appreciate it. AJ went up, made a great, made a great catch, and so right away you wanted to talk about the receiver, 
And I said, look, I just I thought you you hanging in there making that throw was pretty incredible. And you got to give that kid credit. Yeah, I, I agree 100. percent And you know, we were talking last night after the game, and you know that that play against the pier that you're uh, specifically talking about. You know, that was probably one of the biggest plays of the year for our team. <clears throat> excuse me to keep the keep the momentum rolling and uh, going against uh, the pier there to get that victory at the end of the game. You know, one thing I did talk to him about too is that yards per carry. He's got to get that number up a little bit. He started laughing. He's like at a point five or something. He said, yeah, they don't, they don't really want me running the ball too much here. They want me just being crafty and handing the ball off and making my fakes really well. And uh, I said, yeah, you keep doing – don't don't listen to me when I'm telling you you should run the ball more with that point five uh, yards per carry. And he said, no, I'm not going to run the ball too much. Hey, um, Lance, how long have you been coaching at Hartford? Yeah, so I've uh, I've been coaching here since 2010, and uh, first year as D coordinator was uh, 2015. So it's been about seven years now. Boy, that uh, you got to feel awfully awfully good on uh, on how far you've gone again in the history of the school. Getting to this level is 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 awesome. Um, defensively, you're feeling pretty good about uh, about what Wanaki. I know that Wanaki is somebody that you're probably pretty familiar with. Um, they'll give you everything you can handle for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Obviously, as everybody knows, they're a great football program. Uh, they're coached very, uh, very well. Um, you know, history shows that they're going deep in the playoffs every single year. Um, you know, us as, uh, as a defense, you know, with our North Shore Conference, our North Shore Conference is very uh, run-heavy this season. You know, so when we played West Bend West, we got uh, tested in the past a little bit, and then Kakana. Um, but then DePier, DePier and uh, uh, Pulaski last night were run-heavy teams too. So, But, uh, you know, we trust our guys. They're going to be uh, uh, coachable all, all week, and uh, we're going to put our best foot forward against uh, Wanakee this week. We're all looking forward to it, um, you know, and, you know, we just got to make sure that uh, we're disciplined all week, and we're just going to try to go out and uh, win this game and do something special for hard football and uh, our great community. We've had a lot of great support this week and uh, the whole season for that matter. Coach, I, so, yeah, we're, you know the one uh, thing that makes me nervous? You've been having really good success going like two, two and a half hours away from home. <laughs> now you're going to drive, what, 20 minutes to Slinger? Yeah, not even. It's crazy. <laughs> you know, For us, it's going to obviously feel like a home game. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been a way. Uh, we have long trips for us uh, for the playoffs here, except for game one. But, um, yeah, we're looking forward to it. You know, hopefully we get a lot of community support, obviously, coming over to Slinger and We'll do what we can. Hey, I don't know about this, but maybe even some of the Slinger people come out root for you. Yeah, we hope so. You know, I, you guys might know what we do that coaches versus cancer. Yeah, yeah together. And uh, so, you know, there is a way, even though we're, we're big-time rivals uh, Friday nights when we play each other, you know, it's still like one big community. And, uh, you know, hopefully we get that extra support. You know, we'd probably be doing the same thing for them if they – we're in the same situation, so we're looking forward to it. Hey, Lance, I want you to know I'm rooting for Hartford, just so you know. Now, hey, my, we appreciate that. Now, my co-host, that might be a different story since he is, you know, an alumni at Wanakee. He might be rooting. <laughs> if we go to the game together, I'm wearing I'm wearing a Hartford jersey. That's all I know. Uh, we love that. Yep, we appreciate it. Mc, McMillan, you want to talk about who you like in that game? 
you know, I typically, when I pick games, if anyone has a mascot of the Warriors, I go with it. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's how I'll pick that game. I'm going off a of mascot. Hey, I was a Cal Ripken Jr. fan, so I'm going with the Orioles. That's what I'm telling you right now. Hey, Lance, go. thanks a lot, brother. I appreciate uh, your time, and uh, I may see you on the sidelines next week. That's awesome. We appreciate it, guys, and uh, thanks for all you do. You got it. You bet. Lance is a draw. He is the uh, defensive coordinator, assistant over at Hartford, and uh, they're, they're they got to travel all the way to Slinger to play Wanaki next Friday. After going to Pulaski and De Pere, this could be a nice little trip for them. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, a few predictions, and I want to know if uh, if Ryan knows anything about the Madison Edgewood um, issue that uh, came about last week. We'll find out on the other side of the break. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented. By your local pick and save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Uh, welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGiver, my co host, Athletic Director at Muskego, Ryan McMillan. Ryan, before we get into some of the games coming up, um, any any knowledge on what happened uh, with Madison Edgewood? Yeah, and I think uh, I think the news story. Uh, there's a big article in the paper today in the Madison area. I think the State Journal uh, kind of took a whole synopsis on the situation and packaged it. But uh, to shorten it up and uh, package it real quickly for the purpose of the show is there was a form that needed to be filled out as a fifth uh, fifth semester. Uh, request waiver uh, for a student-athlete. That form was not submitted. Therefore, the student-athlete was deemed ineligible. And uh, you, when you play with an ineligible player, um, then you have to forfeit games. So that's, uh, how, that's how would how would that – it would, is that something that unless somebody notices and says something to the WIA, that would have just – I mean, that's not something all of a sudden the WIA said, hey, we missed this – for the last 12 weeks, right? No, and typically, you know, the WIA, it's not like they're in every school district watching every kid across Correct. the membership of, you know, 350-plus schools. But they definitely do um, receive a, either a self-report or somebody calls and, and, and tips, and then they call and they check in on to ask follow-up questions. Um, and... and then they work through the processes together, typically with the school. And if the paperwork and stuff is there, a lot of times it's, um, you know, everything checks out and everyone keeps going. But in this instance, uh, there was a piece that was missing. And um, so they had to uphold the, the constitution of the membership. Oh, and that's, boy. Uh, that's got, kind of what happened. Got to feel sorry for those guys, those seniors. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough deal all the way around. It's not like the WI wants to do this or, or is looking to go get anybody or whatnot. And I think, uh, you know, the Edgewood people might make a case there's a person or two out there that was trying to, but yeah, um, I, I don't. it's not from the WI offices. They're just upholding the standards of the membership and, and answering to all schools. In correct. Wisconsin. And it's just hard. You want, uh, you want kids to be able to play and settle in on the field and, I know specifically in that bracket, a lot of people were looking forward to Madison Edgewood versus uh, Waukesha Catholic Memorial, and and unfortunately that's not going to happen. And it, uh, you know, you, you feel for the the student and the, and the students in the 
in the situation because it's it be something they uh, they probably don't understand for the rest of their life. Hey, really quickly, a couple of picks from your son Prairie against McGuanago. You know, anytime a team beats the Warriors, I think you got to stick with them. So uh, we'll tip our hat and say the class gate comes out with a W there. But it's going to be a tight one. I bet that game comes down to a two-point conversion. Franklin, Appleton North. I think Appleton North is going to be extremely motivated due to the way they collapsed yep. week one against Franklin. Franklin made plays, don't get me wrong, but uh, – Again, another really tight ball game, uh, two different styles, but I'm thinking Appleton North sneaks out of there. Hey, really quickly, what game will you be at next week? Uh, Alex will be hosting uh, Pewaukee oh, right. Monroe at uh, Muskego High School. That's right. you got to work. You know, I, our, our facility is, is very nice, and uh, our, our community is, is willing to show it off. And You know what? We, we've had three straight years where we haven't lost in the, in the playoffs, so we haven't had an opportunity to – to host a neutral site, and so now when it came up, uh, our, our Warrior family said yes. You got it. I might be at, at the Slinger game. Thanks, Ryan. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show on 1250 AM, The Fan. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.